Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of the It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Well, today we're going to talk about what happiness means to you. I believe the meaning of happiness is different for different people. What would make you happy may not make me happy because we are all unique in our own very special way. When you think about what happiness means to you, it's important to be aware that we all come from different families, backgrounds, races, cultures, and religion, and each having their own beliefs, values, and morals. Given that difference and the individual traits, not everyone will perceive or choose to achieve happiness in the same way. And that's okay. But keep in mind that what you think is happiness begins to form in early childhood. There are basically two ways in which individuals may seek happiness. First, external happiness. And what does that mean? Well, it means that that happiness is mostly derived from outside factors, such as how much money you need to feel successful and happy, how much power is important to you, is that part of your happiness, how much you need approval or acknowledgement, how important is your status or your station in life, do you derive happiness from material possessions. All of these things I've just mentioned are not to be judged, they're not good or bad, they're simply desires or the way you have been taught or brought up to think of it. And it also has to do with the type of personality you are. Think of the compulsive shopper. I need to give you this example of external. And I know that doesn't sound like positive because it's compulsive, but go with me, all right? The purchase is what brings them some temporary happiness. But once the happiness wears off, it's back to shopping. Like any addiction, the happiness or the high can only last so long. Unfortunately, once the thrill or the adventure wears off, a person has to reach yet another goal. They then begin to search for something new, something to enable them to experience that good feeling again. There is nothing wrong with wanting and obtaining financial success or any other type of success. Achievement and accomplishment should feel good. Let's face it, we all want the good things in life. But the question to ask is how much is enough? So how much good is good? Let me tell you about a client referred to me by his cardiologist following open-heart surgery. He was playing golf when he suffered that heart attack, and he was just 35 years old and already a self-made millionaire. He was married with two children, but never home because he worked day and night to grow his business. He told me that from the time he was young, he knew that making a million dollars would give him great happiness. He promised his family... When he achieved that goal of that first million, he would cut back and focus on them. They just needed to bear with him. Well, he did it. So when that million-dollar day came, he found he was not as overjoyed or as satisfied as he thought he would be. He thought, yet, just let me make one more million because I was able to achieve this in the time limit I wanted. I bet I can do it. Well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. His wife divorced him. He was now living alone. And sadly, at the age of 44, he suffered another heart attack and died in recovery. But he died a very wealthy young man. Again, another example 
that says, oh, I shouldn't want money. I shouldn't want success. But that's not the case. I'm showing you what can happen if you don't watch yourself in your seek for all of that. You have every right to want what you want. Be careful how you go about getting it. So I've given you some ideas here of what external happiness is going to require if you want to succeed without having these negative kind of outcomes. Being grounded. In other words, don't get too full of yourself as this man did. Don't want to keep going without thoughtful thought to what is the consequences because every behavior, positive or negative, has consequences. Keeping yourself grounded is going to be probably the number one most important thing you can do. Understanding that every choice has a consequence. So what you're choosing to take as your path in life to get what you want will have a consequence, good or maybe not good. So just be thoughtful about it. You're going to need to have the steadfastness and the ability to stay the course. And staying the course means also knowing when enough is enough and meeting your goals. you got to have the love of success and drive to go after it. So that's a good thing. It's something you want, and you want to be determined. He was very determined to go for that second million. I'm not saying that went for that caused the heart attack. He had one before. But I am saying that determination is a good thing. Just be careful as to how determined you are. And last but not least, choosing your priorities thoughtfully. Be mindful. Really think through how you go about reaching your goals and finding your happiness. Without these basic traits, you may find that your happiness will come and go based on any issue that arises and is out of your control. The downside to external happiness is it can be deceiving. It can seduce you into believing you are in control of everything. The problem with that belief is it's simply not true. Things can happen overnight and your life can change drastically. And a great example of that is you've probably heard about the Great Depression and the stock market crash of 1929. Thousands of people lost everything literally overnight. Some men committed suicide, jumped out of buildings because all of their success was based on that money. And when it was gone, they didn't know who they were anymore. So that's a downside. Factors like the economy, sickness, death, and other unforeseen events are out of your control. That's why I say be thoughtful, stay grounded, have plan B. Second, there is internal happiness, meaning your happiness only comes from within. Now that's an inside job, and it's in your control. However, it requires the following. Your ability to love yourself. There that is again, that importance of loving yourself. You need to have a positive attitude. You need to feel comfortable in your own skin. You need to be confident and have the willingness to look at your own strengths and weaknesses. You need the ability to be flexible and adaptable to change. You need to understand that you're only in control of your own thoughts, words, and actions, that you can't control another person, that you're responsible for your own mistakes and your successes or failures, and accepting that your past is no excuse for who you choose to be today. Internal happiness is more reliable simply because it's based on you and not subject to outside influences. Happiness, in general, derives from caring and respecting yourself and others. Knowing that what you have, whether it's a little or a lot, saves you from wasting your time and energy seeking bigger and better in order to maintain what you consider your happiness to be. As Dr. Peck said in his book, The Road Less Traveled, and I quote, 
Life is difficult. If you have the courage to face life with all of its unforeseen curves, dips, and ups and downs, and I hope you do, you are on the right path for satisfying your needs and wants. Because curves come, disappointments come, changes take place, and if you're not in the place to accept that and adjust to it and adapt to it, you're not going to be a happy person. That's for sure. Just as those people that lost their money, they weren't happy jumping out that window. When you can laugh at yourself regardless of your circumstances and learn how to make lemonade out of lemons, you have already chosen internal happiness. It's a wonderful feeling. Happiness is really subjective, but it's interesting how most people really don't think about it much. They know what they feel, they know when they feel it, then they sure know when they don't. But do they ever think about it being a choice, that it's something they can create? They're the only ones that can create it for themselves. How many times have you heard people say, oh, if I had what they had, I'd sure be happy. I hear this all the time. And not just in my practice, just in my personal life, I hear people say this. And I'm sure you have too. There's lots of examples of people not really considering how important it is to really think about it and to choose how they want to go about it. It's just something they either feel or they don't, and they kind of leave it at that. And that's one of the reasons I chose this topic, because I think it is something that we're a little nonchalant about, for lack of a better way of putting it. Because actually, isn't that what kind of we want when all is said and done? We want to feel happy. That doesn't mean we're ecstatic or happy all the time. I can't think of the times I've been sad or depressed or down or whatever. I mean, life happens. And it isn't always pretty. And so we would not be human if we didn't have other reactions. I would have to tell you that if somebody's happy all the time, hmm, I'd be worried about them. I sure would. We're not talking about something unrealistic. We're talking about knowing how to find contentment for yourself. We're talking about learning what it really means to you. Maybe there's some of you out there that that's not even important. And I'm not here to judge. I'm just simply telling you that just give it some thought. Just know that you're in charge of it. At the end of each day, I would just say this. If you can sit down and feel contented, maybe even peaceful, with whatever way you chose to get your happiness, to find it, to create it, you've made a great choice as long as you were thoughtful about your choice and accepted whatever the consequences, good or bad. And truthfully, If it's your choice, you'll probably come out on the good side, whether it's external or internal. So I hope you enjoyed today's topic. I know it's not talked about much, but I really thought it had a place. Our next podcast is Mother-in-Laws. Now, I know that seems kind of very different from what I've been presenting, but it's a very complex relationship. And I've had, over the years, so many mother-in-laws in in my office, daughter-in-laws, son-in-laws, and I thought it's time that somebody have enough nerve to discuss it. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one, at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.